This episode is sponsored by Audible. Audible is a leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, and they have over 100,000 titles available for download. Visit audibletrial.com slash thescaldcircle to begin your trial and download your free audiobook today. It's time to relax, grab a drink, pull up a chair by the hearth, and have a seat in the Scald Circle to listen to chapters 24 through 27 of the Volsanga Saga, as told by Casimir. Before we begin our story, we wanted to remind you that we release new stories for free every week. Our shorter tales release on Wednesdays, and our longer chapter stories release every other Saturday. Find out where you can hear them on our website at thescaldcircle.com. And be certain to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. That way, you'll never miss out on one of our enchanting tales from around the world. In addition to our reminder, we have some exciting news for the month of July. You've likely noticed that our format sounds a little bit different. Not only that, but you may have heard, in addition to our story releases on Wednesdays, we will also now be releasing longer chapter-length stories every other Saturday. As if that isn't exciting enough, starting on July 9th, we will begin hosting Fireside Stories with the Skull Circle at 7pm Central Time, every other Thursday. Our fireside stories will be a live stream of my Nogan and I regaling you with stories you may have never heard before, along with some of our very own witty banter. So, if you want to experience what a live show from the Skull Circle is like, that may be of interest to you. You can find more details under the events section on our website. Chapter 24. Sigurd sees Brynhild at Limdale. In those days came home to Hymir, Brynhild his foster daughter, and she sat in her bower with her maidens, and could more skill and handicraft than any other woman. She sat overlaying cloth with gold and sewing therein the great deeds which Sigurd had wrought, the slaying of the worm and the taking of the wealth of him, and the death of Regan withal. Now tells the tale that on a day Sigurd rode into the wood with a hawk, and a hound and men thronging, and when as he came home his hawk flew up to a high tower, and sat him down on a certain window. Then fared Sigurd after his hawk, and he saw where sat a fair woman, and knew it was Brynhild, and he deems all things he sees there to be worthy together, both her fairness and the fair things she wrought. And therewith he goes into the hall, but has no more joints and games of the menfolk. Then spake Alsvid, Why art thou so bare of bliss? This manner of thine grieveth us, thy friends. Why then wilt thou not hold to thy gleesome ways? Lo, thy hawks pine now, and thy horse granny droops, and long will it be ere we are booted thereof. Sigurd answered, Good friend, hearken to what lies in my mind, for my hawk flew up into a certain tower, and when I came thereto and took him, lo, there I saw a fair woman, and she sat by a needlework of gold, and did thereon my deeds that are past, and my deeds that are to come. Then said Alsvid, Thou hast seen Brynhild, Budley's daughter, the greatest of great women. Yea, verily, said Sigurd, but how came she hither? Oswald answered, Short space there was betwixt the coming of hither of the twain of you, said Sigurd. Yea, but a few days agone I knew her for the best of the world's women. Oswald said, Give not all thine heed to one woman. 
Being such a man as thou art, ill life to sit lamenting for what we may not have. I shall go meet her, says Sigurd, and get from her love like my love, and give her a golden ring in token thereof. Oswald answered, None has ever yet been known whom she would let sit beside her, or to whom she would give drink. Forever will she hold to warfare, and to the winning of all kinds of fame. Sigurd said, We know not for sure whether she will give us an answer or not, or grant us a seat beside her. So the next day after, Sigurd went to the bower, but Allsvid stood outside the bower door, fitting shafts to his arrows. Now Sigurd spake, Abide, fair and hale lady, how farest thou? She answered, Well it fares, my kin and my friends yet live, but who shall say what good have folk may bear to their lives' end? He sat down by her, and there came and four damsels with great golden beakers, and the best of wine therein, and these stood before the twain. Then Brynhild said, This seat is for few, but, and if my father come, he answered, Yet it is granted to one that likes me well. Now that chamber was hung with the best and fairest of hangings, and the floor thereof was covered with cloth. Sigurd spake, Now has it come to pass, even as thou didst promise. Oh, be thy welcome here, said she, and arose therewith, and the four damsels with her, and bore the golden beaker to him and bade him drink. He stretched out his hand to the beaker and took it, and her hand withal and drew her down beside him, and cast his arms round her neck, and kissed her, and said, Thou art the fairest that was ever born. But Brynhild said, Ah, wiser it is not to cast faith and troth into a woman's power, for ever shall they break that that they have promised. He said, That they would don the best of days over our heads, whereon each should be made happy. Brynhild answered, It is not fated that we should abide together, I am a shield may and wear helm on head even as the kings of war, and them full oft I help, neither is the battle become loathsome to me. Sigurd answered, What fruit shall be of our life if we live not together harder to bear this pain that lives hereunder than the stroke of a sharp sword? Brynhild answers, I shall gaze on the hosts of war kings, but thou shalt wed Gudrun, the god of Gyuki. Sigurd answered, What king's daughter lives to beguile me? Neither am I double-hearted herein, and now I swear by the gods that these shall I have for mine own, or no woman else. And even such likewise spake she. Sigurd thanked her for her speech, and gave her a gold ring. And now they swore oath anew, and so he went his ways to his men, and is with them a while in great bliss. Chapter 25 Of the Dream of Gudrun, Yuki's Daughter there was a king hight Yuki, who ruled a realm south of the Rhine. Three sons he had, thus named Gunnar, Hogni, and Guttorm. And Gudrun was the name of his daughter, the fairest of all maidens, and all these children were far before all other king's children in all prowess, and in goodliness and growth withal. Ever were his sons at the wars, and wrought many a deed of fame. But Yuki had reddit Grimhild the wise wife. Now, Budli was the name of a king mightier than Yuki, mighty though they both were, and Otli was the brother of Brynhild. Otli was a fierce man, grim and great and black to look on, yet noble of mien withal, and the greatest of warriors. Grimhild was a fierce-hearted woman. Now, the days of Yuki's blooming, fair and chiefly, 
because of those children so far before the sons of men. On a day, Gudrun says to her maze that she may have no joy of heart. Then a certain woman asked her, wherefore her joy was departed. She answered, Grief came to me in my dreams. Therefore is there sorrow in my heart, since thou must needs ask thereof. Tell it to me then, thy dream, said the woman, for dreams all forecast but the weather. Gudrun answers, Nay, nay, no weather is this. I dreamed that I had a fair hawk on my wrist, feathered with feathers of gold, says the woman. Many have heard of thy beauty, thy wisdom, and thy courtesy. Some king's sons abide thee then. Gudrun answers, I dreamed that naught was so dear to me as this hawk, and all my wealth had I cast aside rather than him. The woman said, Well then, then the man thou shalt have will be of the goodliest, and well shalt thou love him. Gudrun answered, It grieves me that I know not who he shall be. Let us go seek Brynhild, for she belike will wot thereof. So they arrayed them in gold and many a fair thing. And she went with her damsels till they came to the hall of Brynhild. And that hall was dight with gold and stood on a high hill. When as their goings were seen, it was told Brynhild that a company of women drove towards a burg in gilded wagons. That shall be good one, Yuki's daughter, says she. I dreamed of her last night. Let us go meet her. No fairer woman may come to our house. So they went abroad to meet them and gave them good greetings. And they went into the goodly hall together, fairly painted it was within. Well adorned with silver vessel, cloths were spread under the feet of them, and all folks served them, and in many wise they sported. But Gudrun was somewhat silent. Then said Brynhild, Ill to abash folk of their mirth, prithee do not so. Let us talk together of our disport of mighty kings and their good deeds. Good talk, says Gudrun, let us do even so. What kings deemest thou to have been the first of all men? Brunhild says, The sons of Haki and Hogbeard withal. They brought to pass many a deed of fame in their warfare. Gudrun answers, Great men, Sirtis, and of noble fame. Yet Sigar took one sister and burned the other, house and all, and they may be called slow to revenge the deed. Why didst thou not name my brethren, who were held to be the first of men, as is at this time? Brunhild says, Men of good hope are they surely, though but little proven hereto. But one I know far before them, Sigurd, son of Sigmund the king. A youngling was he in the days when he slew the son of Hunding, and revenged his father, and Ilimi his mother's father. Said Gudrun, By what token tellest thou that? Brunhild answered, His mother went amid the dead and found Sigmund, the king sore wounded and would bind up his hurts, but he said he grew over old for war, and bade her lay this comfort to her heart, that she should bear the most famed of sons, and wise was the wise man's words therein. For after the death of King Sigmund, she went to King Alf, and there was Sigurd nourished in great honor, and day by day he wrought some deed of fame, and is the man most renowned of all the wide world. Gudrun says, From love hast thou gained these tidings of him. But for this cause I came here to tell thee of dreams of mine, which have brought me great grief. Brunhild said, Let not such matters sadden thee. Abide with thy friends, who wish thee blithesome of all of them. This I dream, said Gudrun, that we went, many of us in company from the bower, and we saw an exceeding great heart that far excelled all other deer ever seen. And the hair of him was golden, and this deer we were all fain to take 
but I alone got him, and he seemed to me better than all things. But since thence, thou, Brynhilds, did shoot and slay my dear even at my very knees. And such grief was that to me that scarce might I bear it. And then afterwards thou gavest me a wolf cub, which besprinkled me with the blood of my brethren. Brynhild answers, I will arrayed thee thy dream, even as thou shalt come to pass hereafter. For Sigurd shall come to thee, even he whom I have chosen for my well-beloved. And Grimhild shall give him mead mingled with hurtful things, which shall cast us all into mighty strife. Him shalt thou have, and him shalt thou quickly miss, and Otley the king shalt thou wed, and thy brethren shalt thou lose, and slay Otley with all in the grief. Gudrun answers, Grief and woe to know that such things shall be! And therewith she and hers get them gone to the home of King Yuki. While we were between chapters, we mentioned earlier that this episode is sponsored by Audible. I personally cannot recommend Audible enough. Being able to download titles and listen offline anytime and anywhere is extremely convenient. Recently I've been listening to Lines of Departure by Marco Close, and it's a real treat. It's also just one of thousands of audiobooks that are available through Audible. If you have any favorite Audible titles, send us a message. We're always looking for new stories to listen to. If you're not already an Audible member, you can visit audibletrial.com slash thescaldcircle to begin your trial and download your free audiobook today. If you sign up and you're not certain what to download right away, don't worry about it. Your credits last for a year, so Audible never makes you feel rushed. Chapter 26 Sigurd comes to Gukings and is wedded to Gudrun. Now Sigurd goes his ways with all that great treasure, and in friendly wise he departs from them. And on Grani he rides with all his war gear and the burden withal. And thus he rides until he comes to the hall of King Yuki. There he rides into the burg that sees one of the king's men, and he spake withal. Sure it may deem that here is come one of the gods, for his array is all done with gold, and his horse is far mightier than other horses, and the manner of his weapons is most exceeding goodly, and most of all men himself far excels other men ever seen. So the king goes out with his court and greets the man, and asks, Who art thou who thus ridest into my burg, as none hast durst hitherto without the leave of my sons? He answered, I am called Sigurd, son of King Sigmund. Then said King Yuki, Be thou welcome here then and take at our hands whatso thou willest. So he went to the king's hall, and all men seemed little beside him, and all men served him, and there he abode in great joyance. Now off they ride abroad together, Sigurd and Gunnar and Hogni, and ever is Sigurd far the foremost of them, mighty men of their hands though they were. But Grimhild finds how heartily Sigurd loves Brynhild, and how oft he talks of her, and she falls to thinking how well it were if he might abide there and wed the daughter of King Yuki. For she saw that none might come anigh to his goodliness, and what faith and good help there was in him, and how he had more wealth withal than folk might tell of any man. And the king did to him even as unto his own sons, and they were for the parts held him of more worth than themselves. So on a night as they sat the drink, the queen arose and went before Sigurd and said, Great joy we have in thine abiding here, and all good things we will put before thee to take of us. Lo now, take this horn and drink thereof. So he took it and drank, and therewithal she said, Thy father shall be Gyuki the king, and I shall be thy mother, and Gonar and Hogni shall be thy brethren, 
and all this shall be sworn with oaths each to each, and then surely shall the like of you never be found on earth. Sigurd took her speech well. From with the drinking of that drink all memory of Brynhild departed from him. So there he abode for a while. And on a day went Grimhild to Giuki the king, and cast her arms about his neck, and spake, Behold, there is now come to us the greatest of great hearts that the world holds, and needs must he be trusty and of great avail. Give him thy daughter, then, with plenteous wealth and as much rule as he will. Perchance thereby he will be well content to abide here ever after. The king answered, Seldom does it befall that kings offer their daughters to any, yet in higher wise will it be done to offer her to this man than to take lowly prayers for her from others. On a night, Gudrun pours out the drink, and Sigurd beholds how fair she is, and how full of all courtesy. Five seasons Sigurd abode there, and ever they passed their days together in good honor and friendship. So it beheld that the kings held talk together, and Giuki says, Great good thou givest us, Sigurd, and with exceeding strength thou strengthenest our realm. Then Gunnar said, all things that may be will we do for thee, so thou abidest here long. Both dominion shalt thou have, and our sister freely and unprayed for, whom another man would not get all for his prayers. Sigurd says, Thanks have ye for this wherewith ye honor me, and gladly will I take the same. Therewith they swore brotherhood together, and to be even as if they were children of one father and one mother. And a noble feast was holden and endured many days and Sigurd drank at the wedding of him and Gudrun, and there might men beheld all manner of game and glee, and each day the feast better and better. Now fare these folk wide over the world, and do many great deeds, and slay many kings' son, and no man has ever done such works of prowess as did they. Then home they come again with much wealth won in war. Sigurd gave the serpent's heart to Gudrun, and she ate thereof and became greater-hearted and wiser than e'er before, and the son of these twain was called Sigmund. So on a time went Grimhild to Gunnar and her son, and spake, Fair blooms the life and fortune of thee, for one thing only, and namely, whereas thou art unwedded. Go woo Brynhild, go red is this, and Sigurd will ride with thee. Gunnar answered, Fair is she, Surtis, and I am fain enow to win her. And therewith he tells his father and his brethren and Sigurd, and they all prick him on that to wooing. Chapter 27 The Wooing of Brynhild Now they array them joyously for their journey, and ride over hill and dale to the house of King Budli, and woo his daughter of him. In a good wise he took their speech, if so be that she herself would not deny them. And he said withal that so high-minded was she, that man only might wed her whom she would. Then they ride to Hlimdale, and there Hymir gave them good welcome. So Gunnar tells his errand. Hymir says that she must needs wed, but him whom she herself chooses freely, and tells them how her abode was but a little way thence, and how he deemed that only would she have who should ride through the flaming fire that was drawn round her hall. So they depart and come to the hall and the fire, and see there a castle with a golden high roof, and all round about was a fire roaring up. Now Gunnar rode unto Goti, and Hogni on Holkvi, and Gunnar smote his horse to the face of the fire, but he shrank back. Then said Sigurd, Why givest thou back, Gunnar? He answered, The horse will not tread the fire, but lend me thy horse, Grani. Yea, 
and with all my goodwill, said Sigurd. Then Gunnar rides him at the fire, yet no wise will Gram stir, nor may Gunnar any more ride through that fire. So now they chance semblance. Gunnar and Sigurd, even as Grimhild had taught them, then Sigurd in the likeness of Gunnar mounts and rides, Gram in his hand and golden spurs in his heels. Then leapt Grani into the fire when he felt the spurs, and a mighty roar arose that the fire burned ever madder, and the earth trembled, and flames went up even unto the heavens. Nor had any dared to ride as he rode, even as it were though the deep murk. And now the fire sank withal, and he leapt from his horse and went into the hall, even as the song says. The flame fared at its maddest, earth's fields fell a-quaking as the red flame aloft, licked the lowest of heaven. Few had ever been fain of the rulers of folk to ride through that flame, or thwart it to tread. Then Sigurd smote Grani with sword, and the flame was slaked. Before the kings, low lay the flames, before the fane of fame, bright gleamed the array that Regan Erzt owned. Now when Sigurd had passed through the fire, he came into a certain fair dwelling, and there sat Brynhild. She asked, What man is it? Then he named himself Gunnar, son of Duki, and said, Thou art awarded to me as my wife, by the goodwill and word of thy father and thy foster father. I have ridden through the flames of thy fire, according to thy word that thou hast set forth. I wot not clearly, said she, how I shall answer thee. Now Sigurd stood upright on the hall floor and leaned on the hilt of his sword, and he spake to Brynhild. In reward thereof shall I pray thee a great dower in gold and goodly things? She answered in a heavy mood from her seat, where she sat like unto a swan on billow, having a sword in her hand and a helm on her head and being clad in a birney. O Gunnar, says she, speak not to me of such things unless thou be the first and best of all men. For then shalt thou slay those my wooers. If thou hast heart thereto, I have been in battles with the king of the Greeks, and our weapons were stained with red blood. For such things are still I yearn. He answered, Yea, certes, may great deeds hast thou done, but yet call thou to mind thine oath concerning the riding through of this fire. Wherein thou didst swear that thou wouldst go with the man who should do this deed? So she found that he spoke but the sooth, and she paid heed to his words and arose, and greeted him mightily. And he abode there three nights, and they lay in one bed together. But he took the sword Gram and laid it betwixt them. Then she asked him why he laid it there, and he answered that in wise must needs wed his wife or else get his bane. Then she took off her ring and Vari's loom, which he had given her aforetime, and gave it to him, and he gave her another ring out of Fafnir's hoard. Thereafter he rode away through the same fire unto his fellows, and he and Gunnar changed semblances again and rode into Hlimdale, and told how it had gone with them. That same day went Brynhild home to her foster-father, and tells him as one whom she trusted, how that there had come a king to her. And he rode through my flaming fire, and said he had come to woo me and named himself Gunnar, but I had said that such a deed might Sigurd alone might have done, with whom I plighted troth on the mountain, and he is my first troth-plight and my well-beloved. Himir said that things must needs abide, even as now they had now come to pass. Brynhild said, Aslog the daughter of me and Sigurd shall be nourished here with thee. Now kings fare home, but Brynhild goes to her father. Grimhild welcomes the kings mightily and thanks Sigurd for his fellowship, and withal is a great feast made, and many were the guests thereat. And thither came Budli the king with his daughter Brynhild, and his son Atli, 
and for many days did the feast endure, and at that feast was Gunnar wedded to Brynhild. But when it was brought to an end, once more has Sigurd memory of all the oaths he has sware unto Brynhild. Yet withal he let all things abide in rest and peace. Brynhild and Gunnar sat together in great game and glee, and drank goodly wine. And that is chapters 24 through 27 the Balsanga Saga from Norse Mythology. Thank you for listening to our story. If you enjoyed it, we recommend taking a look at our Patreon page, as noted in the description below. You can earn great rewards while also supporting us to keep these stories alive for generations to come. Also remember to subscribe to us on your podcast app, and to leave us a five-star rating if you enjoy this story. A special thank you to Kat for their support this month. Without your contribution, we would not be able to continue these stories, and we truly appreciate it. Visit thescaldcircle.com to stay up to date with all of our current events, news, and much more. Not only that, but you can also visit our story archive of every tale we have ever told. It's sorted by origin and region for the convenience of your listening. Thank you for listening to our story. Don't forget, this episode is sponsored by Audible, the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks. While this story is over, you can visit audibletrial.com slash thescaldcircle to begin your trial and download your free audiobook today. Let us know what you've listened to recently on Audible via our Facebook page. We're always looking for new recommendations.